Wait, what? A Superhouse podcast is happening. Yes, please. Now. <laughs> Hello, everyone that follows us. <laughs> this is part three of four of the epic Superhouse podcast. Listen, like Stefan said, there's probably going to be some boobs. Probably going to talk about venereal diseases. And stuff. Gun control. <laughs> probably some Star Wars. No Man's Sky is probably mentioned several times. Enjoy. There's this girl at work. I started... I, Middle I, eight. No, I'm just I had like uh, my PS Vita out at work, and this girl comes up. She, nothing going on between us, obviously, but she's what like, Andrew's fucking. Up. He's got a. He's got. He's fucking someone on the side. She's, <laughs> she's she's married and shit. That'd be really bad. But uh, she's like she's like, oh, I've been playing. I've been playing this indie game on Steam lately. It's really awesome. And she talked about it for like ten minutes. I was like, wow. You're like, I'm trying to get back to my game, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Then you look at her and go, I love you. Wait, no. <laughs> I was like, I, I wow, dated girls one like girl. you exist. This is amazing. I dated one girl that played video games, but she only ever played, like, Simpsons the game. Or oh, it, was the, the, it, it was the Simpsons movie game. It was not a good one. Oh, that's weird. And that's the only game she just jumped around and collected shit and bonked things on the head and jumped around some more. <laughs> like, it was the only experience I ever had with, like, a girl who played video games like I dated. I think which is, that which is uh, sad. I wish I had more of those experiences. Unless you're dating like a super, <laughs> super like metal chick or something. Like I yeah. feel like they might not be into Doom, but they like they'd be into No Man's Sky just because of like, you know how Where beautiful the graphics can be. At? I need to know my metal my shows. Cousin, I guess my cousin and her boyfriend are playing it right now. So that's like Anytime that's I an interesting thing show, too. Two, Hold two on, wait. I have I had a thing to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say is like here, another aspect of this game. Sorry to go back all the way back to No Man's Sky, but my cousin is playing it and she's kind of like, you know, she's not somebody you would take for being like a video game or whatever, but her and her boyfriend, her boyfriend plays games and her and her boyfriend are like playing and experiencing it together. Like they're on, they're like, you know, she's going to be butting in soon enough and like uh, uh, telling him to do certain things and make decisions with him throughout the game. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole other dynamic. To this game, uh, speaking to what we were just talking about, like girl gamers, I think. We Ain't no way you're gonna tell me how to play No Man's Sky. That's my sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sky. That's when they say, but, uh, and and my, "No Man's my, Sky." Nothing about women. And my roommate, like hey, I, Andrew, my, my roommate, <laughs> my roommates are like, you know, they've been together forever, but they both sit there and they'll play games together and shit like that. It's pretty nice. It's pretty beautiful. I like games are a big part of my life. I need a gamer girl. I need a gamer thing, girl like, in my life. I need a gamer girl in my life. Dating a girl that plays games is playing co-op games with them because it's actually a lot of fun. Because, like, they're actually yeah. good at games. So it's not like you're trying to teach someone to play, like, Resident Evil 5 for, the, like, a Resident Evil game for the first time. Will you play Portal Co-op with me? Well, it's just nice when someone's like, uh, you just ran past that thing you need. And I was like, damn, she's right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes it pays to have a partner. Like, you can't have your yeah, eyes everywhere. Like, That's a rookie move, and I'm like, she just caught me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, nope, I'm sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Stephan, I, no, I'm just kidding. Stefan, I know that life. I just, it would but be. Real, so I'm not kidding. I'm sad I, and lonely. It's like the type of girls I've dated. They've been great, but I've never really dated a game gamer chick. That would be pretty cool. It seems like. I need like I need a girl that's just like, hey, you into Slayer? And I'm like, wait, marry me? I've met, I've been with, <laughs> I've dated, and I've met a lot of like metal chicks. Metal chicks are all right, but a lot of times it's the same hipster shit. You know, it's just masked and, you know, masked in violent colors and designs and shit. But I just like lame, I just bro. Like a metal chick. I just yeah. want someone to be like, like I'd be like, hey, have you heard of this band? And then you're like, yeah, fuck, I love that band. And it's like, that's a metal band. Yeah. And like <laughs> video games, rad. and I don't need her to dress like all got like all metal. Just be like normal looking person, just like fucking like metal. I'm not asking for much here. 
above. Like, I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking for like, just like some jazz and some metal. Not a lot. Jazz and metal, boy. Jazz and metal. That's all I want. That's all I want in my life. Maybe some chill music from time to time. Wait, like some does this mean lagoon? we should get? Does this wanna... mean we should get into Maddie's music? I'm just saying. That shit just happened, bro. How you do that? How you do that? <laughs> I set this shit up and then I knock him down. Hell yeah, boy. Maddie, take it away, Brasov. Alright, so, Russian Circles, Guidance, yeah. released last week, possibly. Damn, that's it, that, that recent? Yes, I think so. I did not know because, such things. Such because as I that. gave it to you guys because I knew it was coming out. And I was mm -hmm. excited for it because the guitarist of Converge, Kurt Ballou, produced it. And I love nice, that motherfucker. Yeah. I, love, I love everything he produces. And I was like, I don't remember Russian Circles being that, like, having a lot of metal influence. I remember them being more like explosions in the sky. Yeah. Like, more chill, but, like, maybe a little element of metal. They're, like, Russian Circles wasn't like Pelican to me. Because Pelican definitely, or Isis, like, definitely brings in that metal genre. Stefan, I don't know what you're doing with your Sorry. Isis. <laughs> Isis, oh no, boy. Isis. I, we're not talking about Isis. that Isis. Oh, but man. As in, <laughs> instrumental metal band ISIS. Oh right, man, right, okay, right. okay, that's that's okay. Many, many times at restaurants, they're like ISIS is on the move, and I'm like, what's the metal band doing? <laughs> and I'm, they're like, no, 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 terrorist no. group. And I was like, your favorite metal band just shot up France. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I mean, damn I mean, it. They were hardcore, Those guys were good. But my favorite was anyway, Pelican. Anyway, back to Russian Circles guidance. Uh, great album. Great fucking album. From start to finish, side one's great, side two's great. I got it on vinyl, so I don't, I didn't listen to it all the way through. I get a little break in between, and the few seconds I have to flip over that vinyl record, and experience that second side. <laughs> I love, I just, I love like how it can be so chill and just so melodic at times, and then just get fucking heavy as fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a great record. It's like, it's. I think this is the first instrumental record we've done on here, so you can't really talk about lyrical content. This album's more about feeling. Um, but it just feels fucking solid as shit. I I haven't listened to Russian Circles in a really long time, and this is the first time I'd ever been, like, really interested in, like, going back and seeing, like, what they were doing currently. I'm sure other people followed them for many, many moons. But uh, this record, just because of the producer and everything I like that he's produced, had to check it out. I listened to one song. <coughs> that's all right. But because of the producer, I had to pick up the album <coughs> on that Friday. Stop dying. sneezing. You're fucking up my game. Sorry. Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> but it's I nature, really, bro. <laughs> it's called mute that motherfucking mic. So is I taking a shit. I can't decide when I sneeze. I don't <laughs> have a plan to hit. You should be. Uh, but anyway. Circles, guidance, great fucking record. What did you guys think? I'm gonna go first yeah. because I think uh, Stefan's gonna be longer than mine. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is the and first band. Like a bowl. This is the first <laughs> band that Maddie introduced to us for Maddie's music that I knew who the fuck they were uh, beforehand. And the only reason for that is the related artist section on Spotify led me to them at one point. Don't know how I got there. To... Oh, okay. I totally forgot, but I remember I liked that song, Melodic? M-L-A-D-E-K? Uh-huh. What album is that off of? It's, it has a red uh, cover. I can't remember. It's on yeah, their, like, top remember. hits or whatever en on Spotify. Enter, maybe? Yeah, M Melodic. And that, I thought that track was awesome, so I was pretty excited to, to hear this one. Um... I gotta say, I didn't like this album as much as that one song, Melodic, and I don't remember the I don't remember the uh, first uh, album that well in that song. But um, I feel like I just gotta give it more of a listen, man. Like it it takes a while for me to like get into get into that that type. Like you gotta be really like in this mood where you want to. Uh, kind of chill out and then hear some heavy ass shit at the same time and i don't know i feel like i haven't been in that space lately for some for whatever reason 
But um, no, yeah, yeah, your balls drop off. I, I understand. <laughs> because like I have I, I've put on some jazz records recently that I like fucking love, and I put them on and I'm like this is not doing it. Um, so I've taken them off and putting on like more hardcore records or something with vocals and screaming. Um, but I understand it. Like I've just recently gotten back to this point of like instrumental music again because I used to be like really into it, like Pelican, Russian Circles, fucking Explosions in the Sky. Uh, amp line, which is a, like a local like. A, oh yeah, dude. They played Sorry. at our. Uh, they played at the Superhouse. Amp line, um, amp line. But um, I used to really be into that because I was also in an instrumental band, but just because any, basically because none of us could sing, and I assume that's why all instrumental bands start, because no one <laughs> wants to step up to the mic and actually be a singer. Because <laughs> they're like, ah, I suck at this. They're probably pretty good. But, yeah. Um. I always had a like interest in like just instrumental like metal and just music that because you think instrumental you think more classical or like jazz kind of stuff, um, but it's nice to hear like metal or just like rock music that's instrumental but like that is as interesting as like say jazz or something with lyrics, and that's what it like when I was listening to Guidance I really like got back into that zone of like God instrumental music's so good. There's so much mm-hmm. stuff going on in this. And it's just like three fucking dudes, man, yeah. doing this fucking record. And it's, I don't know, it was just great. Um, but I also think it did take me a little while. Like the first listen through, I was listening to it with a friend. And she was like, oh, this is really good. And I was just like, not, I was like, it's good, but I'm not into it. And I think on the third or fourth listen, I was like, all right, I get it. This is fucking good. But um, Stefan, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I um I, I I got it from a few places like or well I've always loved Russian Circles they were a, that was like a cool part of Chicago for me they're a Chicago band are they a Chicago um, band or is it Pelican I believe so band? oh wait no Pelican's a Chicago band I think yeah. Russian Circles is from Chicago as well well I may be wrong about that but the guys from Russian Circles would come into when well, I worked at this bar called the Whistler in Chicago. And they would come in all the time, and they knew, like, our owner and shit. So I was like, whoa, these guys are awesome. And my first time seeing them was probably with Chelsea Wolf in Chicago. Maybe I'm mixing oh that God. up. Maybe that's why I think Chicago. But um, anyway, I've always Chelsea loved Wolf fucking so Enter is great. I, like, wore out the album Enter. I don't think I've listened to all their stuff, but I really loved that one. Um, but this album, I had already kind of going in my rotation of, of albums. And I Chicago. just... Yeah, uh, yeah, I see, yeah, I thought that. Uh, but anyway, um, that's awesome. Chicago fucking rules. Um, I love that place. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and that was, like, that was like kind of a big part because especially you have like a lot of either in Chicago and the music scene, you had either people that were kind of coming from like the Wilco angle and trying to like be that kind of style of rock and indie rock and stuff. Or you had, um, you know, I mean, you had all types at Chicago, but um, things I was exposed to, this was like really refreshing to have like this fucking cool metal band that kind of was established in the music scene that I was experiencing uh, while working at this bar, which was also like a venue. Um, and uh, so they're fucking awesome. And this album, Guidance, like I just, I had it playing in the rotation. Then I, this like jams start going off and I'm like, yes, yes. I was like working on my puppet <laughs> and I turn around and it's like fucking, it's, um, uh, what am I trying to say? It's this, it's Guidance, the album is already playing in like the rotation i was just like i don't know just immediately i was like fuck on like everything like came converged right then no pun intended kurt blue this awesome production um but uh you know like all the all the signs pointing to fucking listen to this album all converged at once and i was like oh shit maddie music's next week um the new album i'd known was coming out off of a bunch of lists and shit and then it suggested in my thing like everything was pointing to listen to this shit and then on first listen, I was just like, I didn't even know I was listening to it, but it was just like, the, like the third track, I forget what it's called right now, but there's like, they get into such good grooves. And like what Maddie was saying, they're building to like a much heavier, like well-produced, um, uh, well, like a more um, sophisticatedly produced type of album than prior albums of theirs that have had more of like a raw-ish sound. So it sounded really like production. that. It sounded like that Japanese band Envy. 
at times. Yeah, totally, totally, dude, totally. Like the emotional, that's one thing I love about Russian circles. Because one thing, I like a lot of instrumental metal, but one thing that bugs me about instrumental metal is when I feel like the sounds are prettier than the sentiment that they're, you know, drawing from maybe, like the emotion that's there. Um, right. So I, what I like about like what you're saying, like bands like Envy and uh, Pelican and Russian Circles, specifically this album, uh, is like the emotion, you know, without there being lyrics, without there being a singer, the emotion is there, something, you know, you feel it. It doesn't feel like just a pretty melody with some heavy shit behind it, you know, like, um, which there have been a, quite a few, you know, uh, explosions in the sky emulators that, you know, haven't quite hit the mark just because they're just emulating explosions in the sky or something. You know, it's not, you know, I feel like Russian circles, their instrumentation, they're, those guys like speak through their instruments, just the three of them, and they're really good at what they do. And it's like, you know, this album is, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you broke it for a oh, second, sorry. but you're back. You're back. Oh, sorry. Um, this album is just like a sophisticated heavy metal experience catering to the refined pellet while also being really accessible. The caviar of metal. metal. The caviar, yeah. It's just like, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a fucking, it's like when you, like, if you go to like a winery or something, I don't know, it's like that, it's like the darker one, the more bitter grapes, you know, and shit. It's a it's bit a, of a drier wine. It's a drier wine. It's an experience. This ain't know, no sangria, no. boy. It's of it's... leather and plum, you know, speak to my blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's, you know, I like to think that about this album. I think it's like a really artfully approached, like a really well-designed piece of music or pieces of music assembled together. And uh, I mean, the album's awesome. I've only listened to it a few times, um, but I feel like it's going to be a good summer closer. One of those ones that sticks with me for a while bike rides and shit dude i'll fucking be chopping up the city listen to some listen to some russian circles <laughs> it's great yeah 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 i love mm -hmm. it the album mm -hmm. art is also great as well yeah, yeah it's pretty cool at first i was the black and white kind of didn't draw me to it right away that was another thing i remember and uh but then when i looked at it i'm like oh my god this album that i've been glancing at for a uh, few days is like needs to be listened to it was calling to me it yeah. needs me as i'm sure it I was think, both uh, of you the lead singer of uh Caven did the uh design layout oh really cool yeah dude that's awesome i like that i like that there's like this community of like harder more aggressive style musicians that are thinking about this type of music as you know, like Kurt Ballou and stuff being doing a lot of production for a lot of these albums, like having a voice within these genres in order to shape them for the future and shit like that is really cool to see these collaborations come together. Because like, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure we're all similar this way, but like I, I, I even, I don't think metal is going to be a phase I grow out of, you know, I don't think hard music is going to be a phase I grow out of. And there's just no. styles and, and the way that that music matures as you mature um, is like kind of an exciting thought in terms of heavy metal, aggressive music, hardcore and shit like that. Because it's, it's like, I think people attribute these types of music to be more like a young thing, like getting out your angst. But now there are truly, like I said, sophisticated experiences that are being crafted by these musicians that just because it's aggressive or hard or heavy music doesn't mean it's not also brilliantly crafted, you know, by yeah by masters of their craft you know what i mean and i think these guys really you know it's like what you'd say with any great jazz album like these guys went in the studio and fucking their emotions and their experiences are pouring out in a sonic form and i think the best instrumental metal bands which is one of the coolest sentences i'm starting to finish is um is fucking russian circles being able to like find that expression and it come out as being like kind of true or profound in some way the way that the listener experiences that um, yeah i thought it was interesting that it was on a lot of like i think it was on nerdist's like metal list of yeah. like mm -hmm. the month or whatever they have whatever they have a metal is. list yeah they they, yeah. they have a small metal section it's pretty good and the guys like it's kind of surprising the stuff that like whoever does this section 
that these guys listen to it. Like, I mean, surprising, but kind of not surprising. I mean, I feel like being a nerd and, like, liking the things that Nerdist mostly comments on, like, you, someone in that group is going to listen to a lot of metal. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that this was in there, and I was like, oh, that sounds like, because I'd heard the one song I heard that they released early on, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like, it gets a little harder. And I was like, but, like, I don't know. I was really excited to see, like, where Kurt Blue and, like, like just teaming up with these three guys, like, what they would create together, like, within staying within what Russian Circles is and, like, who they are as a band. And it, it does get heavy at times, heavier than I thought it would get. A lot Like, the pedals sound mm-hmm. really fucking cool on this record. Like, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of, like, cool distortions and stuff on it that I didn't really... I, like, honestly, when I saw him, I was like, oh, this this will be cool. I'm interested to see what it'll do. But I did not think they would get as heavy as they get, which is probably not heavy to most people. But it's I, I feel like it's pretty heavy for the Russian circles I've listened to. Um, but, yeah, I just, I like, uh, what I've heard of the record, I put it on when I get up in the morning. And, uh, you know, I put it on before I go to bed. And it's always, like, a great, like, pump-up record, but also kind of chill out at the same time, which is... I think pretty yeah. hard to do, <laughs> but uh, you know I think they masterfully like the the intro is great to me. I love it. It's just it's just like I don't know when I went into it. I thought it was just gonna start off heavy and just be this continuous grind of like Kurt Blue just being like, oh that's cool. What if we put this distortion pedal on it? What if we do this? What if we do that? But I like that it's still kind of chill at moments and yeah, like leads really you helps. into it slowly. And then I feel like. The peak of the album is kind of the middle of the album, and then it kind of like it like pyramids, you know, and then it goes back down, um, which I think is, you know, great for an instrumental album. Probably any album for it to like, you know, start off like, you know, in the middle is when you should get those killer yeah. fucking songs. You're like, fuck yes, man, this. Is it. Listen I to the it. listen to the first half at the start of your day into the middle of your day, and then listen to the second half at night before yeah. bed, dude. It's like a whole experience. Yeah, it's really great. Kurbalu like helped capture their sound as opposed to being like putting himself over it or anything like that or, you know, allowing his influence to be the voice and putting them at the forefront. Um, I feel like anything that really sounds like his like kind of guitar stylings uh, is probably more of the band being like what could we do here to do something right, yeah. slightly different? And he's like That's awesome. Well, That's what makes it I've such a cool. I've been experimenting with this pedal cuz I like I follow God City Studios on Instagram, and uh, he'd be like, uh, in the studio with Russian Circles, and then, like, the post under that would be, like, trying out this new pedal, and it's, like, this weird distortion pedal, and I was like, I wonder if that's going to be on the new album. No. Uh, um, but, nice. um, uh, yeah, I just think he's, like, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm always interested in what he puts his name on, because I feel like you get something different every time but it's kind of grounded in the musical background that he has come from you know it's like i can hear a little like i can hear a little converge in there and i can hear a little like but it's like mainly a russian circles album yeah but i can i can obviously hear his influence and what he grew up with and what he plays in his everyday you know so it's it's a great album yeah it's an awesome collaboration with uh i don't know just like these two you know like russian circles like this chicago band or whatever they i'm i'm familiar with them on like a lower ground level kind of fandom um where converge i'm familiar with them on a more uh like well more better established fandom like they they had a few albums come before i even started listening to them so it's like hold on oh sorry guys no you're cool. one second keep going so they're um so with this album, like you hear those sounds, those two different styles kind of play off of one another, like all the great best musicians do. Yeah. Um, so, so like, yeah, hearing like little bits of those influences throughout is, is cool. Cause you're, you're, you're really getting a chance to kind of, in some ways, see these two or these groups of people communicate with one another um, for the benefit of our, like the listening public or whatever. It's fucking I, I awesome. Like a lot of- a lot of moments in this record were like, this is cool. And then Kurt might have been like, it could be heavier. And they're like, what would that sound like? And then yeah. they did it and they went, well, that's fucking dope as shit. Well, 
you know yeah. like i feel like it was just That's like cool. a couple of guys hanging out in the studio for hours on end and just experimenting yeah. and like just like you know seeing what each person had to offer and it was probably a pretty intimate setting you know for the most yeah. part um so that would be fun and like you know i mean the thing i like about kurt blue and anytime you hear him talk he's very like the way converge does their music is very much you know it's equal splits like uh i heard yeah. jacob bannon talking about like how they like if a band does like an it's it's equally split up like if like yeah you know if like jacob bannon does the cover art he doesn't exp you know it just seems like it's a very well-rounded group of people and i feel like Kurt yeah. blue brings that he's just like well this is your record but i'm here for you if you need me and i feel like you know probably they played a song and he's like, oh, that's that's really good. That's tight. That's that's fucking great. And they're like, what would you do? And he's like, well, if you're asking me, you know. And I, yeah. feel, I feel like that shines through on this record. Like, I feel like it's a, just like, even at like Russian Circle's heaviest moments, they weren't this heavy. But there's just that, like that underlying mm -hmm. that I just feels like Kurt Ballou throughout this record where he's like, we can make it a little heavier, guys. If you want to get there, I can get you there yeah definitely and i feel like there's some moments on those guitars that are just like fuck man that's fucking heavy yeah hell and, yeah you know and but i feel like it's still like as melodic as some of their other stuff you know um i don't know uh, yeah i'm trying to gonna... pull up no go ahead i was just gonna mention off subject uh of russian circles but kind of not uh did you see uh converges blood moon uh youtube video uh-uh um, well, they did like this whole thing where they took like their slower songs and like uh -huh. they did like a four four tour dates in Europe. But Chelsea Wolf Wolf joined them and it's yes. very interesting and I think you might enjoy it. And, like, really? The, I like, love her. One of the singers of uh, Neurosis joined for uh, yeah. but um she sings some backup on certain tracks. No way. I or love sings a song Chelsea. that Jacob Bannon wrote. And it's blew it with it, her. it's like you blew it with her. Yeah, I never told you that story. Uh, maybe you have, but there have been many drinks and many drugs involved. I blew it with her. You blew it. Uh, I think you should tell the story. Post Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, it's just I was seeing Russian Circles and Chelsea Wolf uh, in Chicago at the I forget what the place was called. What are the names of the places, Maddie? Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the... Whatever. There's a venue there. Um, I went and saw Chelsea Wolf in Russian so Circles. Yeah. And uh, and the show was awesome. Like, watched him. I was up front row for Chelsea Wolf. I'd never really listened to her at that point. Went on a friend's recommendation. She was amazing. I bought the album there. Um, and Apocalypse? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was that one. Um, and then... Yeah, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. So everybody's like, right, like getting ready to leave after Russian Circles. They still have a couple of tracks going, and I went to get a beer, and I see Chelsea Wolf standing just out chilling or whatever, and I was like, oh my god, and I was just like, I'm just gonna go over there and tell her like she's amazing, her music was awesome tonight, blah blah blah. And then I get up to her, and then I, I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Like you're awesome. She's like, hey, thanks. And then she like reaches for my little, my little Aztec calendar necklace. And she, like, grabbed it, and she's like, what's this? And then I, like, told her, like, oh, it's Aztec calendar necklace my mom gave me when I was, like, blah, blah, blah. And she was, like, looking at it, and she, like, was, like, flirty and shit about it. And I was just like, this is awesome. And then some fucking super geek scenester bitch ass comes butting in, like, remember the demos when you had this and this, like, EP before this, like, rare bootleg track and blah, blah, blah. And, like, totally jumped in and cock-blocked me. And then so at that point I had like one or two decisions like sit and wait for that, which I should have, sit and wait for that little asshole to be dismissed by her somehow, hopefully, and continue talking with her. Because she was very flirty. She was like, man, she's gorgeous. And if not, I was just attracted to her and I should have just stayed. <laughs> but what I did was I was just like, God, like I felt so cock blocked. I was just like, eh, and then I just like didn't know what to do. And then I walked away forever out of her life. Until a week later, I fucking get back to Denver from that trip in Chicago, and I'm at this bar that I would frequent. I'm like with a friend having drinks at this place called Sputnik, and right next to that place is a bar called High Dive, 
and that's where like all the metal a lot of like the really like underground metal shows and shit like up and coming bands and shit um happens and like at this time she was just really on the rise just beginning to be on the rise and i was i saw the sign on the wall there and i was like i was all loud at the bar i was like holy shit chelsea wolf is coming that's awesome and then i was like sitting there talking to a friend and i turn around on my stool casually and i turn behind me and the entire band is sitting behind me and Chelsea Wolf is like sitting in the middle of this booth at the bar, and I just was like, you know. <laughs> and so I was just like, uh. and at the time I was smoking cigarettes, so I was like, I'm gonna go smoke and like act like a badass and smoked outside. And then I just went back in, and sat down and finished my beer because I'm a fucking bitch. And she was right behind me. You fucked this up, bro. Is like the greatest but worst story ever. Told. She was right behind me, Chelsea. I'm sorry, girl. I'm shy. But you're not that shy. You not to women. Your... Not not to women that I should be with. You should have slapped your nuts and got back in the game. I should have dropped my balls on the table and said, "Did anybody order some poached eggs?" <laughs> some, you guys never say, seen poached eggs before? <laughs> I should have been there with you, Stefan. I would have guided you correctly. Oh, you should have slapped that dumb little scenester fuck right in his stupid little hipster face. You would have literally come back if I was at, with you at that show and you'd be like, oh, I was just talking to Chelsea, Chelsea Wolf," and I would have been like, why We're are going you back to her to place to do cocaine. I would have been like, why are you talking to me? You will see <laughs> me tomorrow. Go back. <laughs> now. Whatever was happening was working. I need you to walk my dog in the morning. I will. <laughs> you, you guys but yeah, that, 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 like, was, that was my brush with paradise. You remember that scene look from like whenever we were in college that was like the white belt and like the MySpace hair and like a metal shirt, tight jeans, like there's like a very specific look at that time and I haven't seen that since then. Wait, what was that? I missed it, sorry. There was like a, a the metalcore kids scenes like Yeah, please, totally. Like <laughs> the Yeah. I, I I guess that like only existed for like five years and was gone, or maybe less. No, it's still around, but it got way ridiculous with bands like Attila and fucking, I don't know, you have these like weird amalgamations of like suburban hip hop emo metal artists and shit like that, where they're like smashing together all these genres of music that shouldn't like, go together. Uh, there was one band that went like super douche, like, like they were legitimate metalcore band and now they're, yeah. they're on like like the radio like like nickelback stations oh really name. yeah i forget their I name sevenfold yes yes yeah. yes that's them. yeah that's them totally. and, and uh fucking 18 visions too they became like remember them 18 vision directors is great it's great and then they what is that band they fucked up 18 visions 18 visions they they, they were really excellent like metalcore band or whatever you want to call it and uh -huh. that you know they just fell off they totally fell off yeah andrew yeah have you heard this band it's josh scoggins from norma jane chariot yeah he started a band it's just him playing guitar and then a drummer and they're called 68 nice i've heard of them it's fucking great but is it? I was at work and the guy had a chariot shirt on. I was like, "Oh, dude, that's a great fucking shirt." He was in like, in line next to like uh, the other Matt that I work with, and I was like, "Dude, that's a fucking great shirt." And he was like, "Oh, thanks, dude. Like, I've been walking around with this shit on all day, and no one's mentioned it." And I was like, "That's because they don't know." And he was like, <laughs> that's, that's true. See, I and know. He was like, <laughs> right here. He was like, I was like, I was so sad when the chariot broke up. He's like, "Yeah, has, have you heard 68?" I was like. Tell me more, please. Tell me more, please. <laughs> this, this isn't even online. Like, I'm checking out a customer just, like, going through the motions, ignoring them, learning about new bands. But it's like, he was like, he was like, take the black keys and then put them with the chariot. And I was like, wait, what? He was like, think about it and then listen to it. And then I thought about it and then I listened to it and I was like, this motherfucker is correct. Huh. It's like, it's got He's a exactly like, right. Yeah, it's fucking like that's the next record. Just so everyone knows who's following along. Nice. Sixty eight. Um Tight. shit, sorry, I'm gonna look up the uh album title. They only have one out right now. Um Do either of you guys listen to Mutoid Man? No, yeah, I never I heard listen of to Mutoid Man. It's kind of a it's it's like kind of a super group, right? It's a 
Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yes, they fucking rule, dude. Mutoid Man is this shit. Anyway, just wanted to add that because you were talking about it. Talk I amongst yourselves. I did not even realize that Mutoid Man was the jam. Mutoid Man is my shit. <laughs> uh, the name of the 68 album is called In Humor and Sadness. In and, Humor. Uh, that sounds like some deep sadness. We'll do that one next. I had something else planned, but I feel like this conversation led me to this, and we should do it. Just to kind of throw back to that Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child album. God damn, that album's so good. Maddie, yeah, that was our soundtrack for college, dude, man. Me and you. That, yeah, that was our soundtrack. Yeah. I saw Norma <laughs> Jean like 20 times live, dude. Yeah, Bless I, the ding I, dong, I kiss the once, butthole. But I didn't know who they were. You know, they won a Grammy for Best Album Art. For... Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child? Yes. That's a fuck. it's a scary-ass album. <laughs> that designer's like, yeah! Yeah, basically. <laughs> but that album is, like, to me, the quintessential, like, hardcore album ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it being Christian as fuck is yeah. still, like... Yeah, it is. And just fucking, that dude knows how to fucking make shit rock, dude. Yeah. Like, he knows when a breakdown should happen. He knows when he should sing and when he should... Oh, dude, it's so fucking good. It, you know, I don't play guitar or anything, but I've heard a lot of people say that, like, it's just the simplest guitar work ever, but it they just... Their arrangement was so good. Do you guys feel like that's correct? That's, like, all the best music. Yeah, it's what yeah, it seems I mean, like. It's your, your your composition and your... And then, well, and then, like, your talent, obviously, or your sensibilities, like what he's talking about with the guitar work. Yeah. Um... And I, I'm a per, as a person who plays guitar, you know, you can play the same fucking few chords and few notes your whole life, but as you get better at playing those those ones, you know how to express them differently, and it like all has to do with time. Like one Ramones. of my favorite, yeah, yeah, one of my favorite modern guitarists is John Frusciante, um, from the Chili Peppers. He used to be from the Chili Peppers, but he's like brilliant because all his shit is like super simple. And his solo stuff like blows the Chili Pepper shit out of out of the water, in, in terms really? of guitar work. He's fucking awesome, and he uses like simple guitar playing. He uses he he uses only the necessary note to get across whatever emotion he's captured, uh, as opposed to building to it or dancing around it or anything like that. It's just these simple. And then he uses that with his riffs, and the riffs are simple, but the way they're orchestrated with the rest of the instruments is where the true genius is like making good songs and like he's been an amazing influence on my guitar work uh just because like that perspective of you know you know working shit out in like a true way and like an expressive way um that's all i have to say about that indeed <laughs> boy well i, I love yeah, playing get like, fiddle baby i feel like a a, a good band will make the best gu guitarists sound great um, or the best drummers sound great um, because you have a collective of people working together to make the best like to make their band sound um, so I mean yeah I, I like when I play guitar I'm like oh this is cool I like this thing I made up and I was like but it's always missing something because I I think I thrive with working with other people and in a band Cause I'm like, oh shit, that drum beat was hot as shit. Like, but what if we had some bass doing this? Well, I'm trying to help. I'm boot. Yeah. I was being the. I was being the soundtrack. Okay, never mind. I'll stop. That's a little better. Heavy. I went. I went. I went funky where I should have went heavy. Took the wrong turn at Albuquerque. All, all the time. Always go heavy. Um, yes. Yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I agree. Like, it's just, I, I, I feel like I like collective bands more than I like solo artists a lot of time. John Frusciante being the, uh, he's awesome. Being the odd man out of that. Uh, he, to me, just like can compose his own shit and, mm -hmm. You know, play the guitar, play all the instruments, do everything he needs to do, and get that emotion. But I feel like most other bands need need the other people to make them a great band. And I think that's why you like certain group, certain bands that you like, is because they work so well together. And if you replace a member, it just doesn't have that same cohesiveness. You know? Yeah. Like I feel like the Chili Peppers are, are ten times better when they have Frusciante. Oh, so much. Yeah. Even on their like lesser albums like by the way or something like he was really 
developing like he was really showing his flavor with californication and stuff they need like they needed him then he brought him back from the dead anyway yeah i i thought by the way it was a pretty solid record i love that album i really that's probably my favorite chili peppers album yeah because i, I, like I, I don't like the funky shit i'm the beep bop a doo dab like anthony key is yeah. like a dick <laughs> i'm just kidding but uh, i also am a fan of stadium arcadium didn't that come out while we were at uh, Superhouse? Yeah, I just feel like it's a solid yeah. like pop rock record, man. You would play that good. shit in your uh, Jeep all the time. It's good, dude. I fucking love that record, man. Yeah. Like that, I like that, like by the way, Californication. That just riff, good fucking pop rock records, man. Yeah. Like that riff not doing on anything new. They're not trying to change Sorry. things, but it's just those subtleties are yeah. that Frusciante brings. In yeah. my opinion, it's him and Flea fucking carrying that shit. Yeah, totally. Fucking like it just. They fucking did it, man, and they made some great fucking pop rock records, and a lot of people hate on those mm-hmm. records, but I think as time progresses, people are like, that album was fucking great, and I was like, remember when you said it was shit, and I said it was yeah, great, and then right. you make fun of me? Fuck right. you. That, that riff on Snow, that, you know, hey-o, oh, that, it's like, the, yeah. the majority of that song is kind of bullshit, especially the lyrics, like Anthony Kiedis, he had some good shit in Californication, and by the way, um, I mean, he has some good shit throughout. I'm not going to knock him for, for Stadium Arcade either. But um, the riff was like Frashante's mic drop. It's like this is the perfect riff for that sound that we've done the last two albums. This is the boiled down, reduced down to its finite defining component. That riff is so perfect to me. I love that on Snow. That I can't do it, yeah. sing it, but it's such a good riff. And it plays predominantly throughout the entire song. Like, to me, that was, he's just like, here's the last little bit of gold for you motherfuckers. I'm out. And then Empyrean was such a fucking dope album, dude. Empyrean's so fucking good, dude. And then he just continued to release, like, and all this shit, the, the smaller stuff. Curtains is really my favorite for Shante album. Um, Curtains is good. Uh, but the, the Will to Death, like, all of them. He just started releasing so much shit all at once. Um, really good. Even the hip hop album he produced, the Black Knights album, um, they suck. But his production was fucking really interesting. It's really cool. I haven't heard and that. Uh, you haven't check no. it out. Yeah, hit that. And then he did an album called recently, or there's a couple of them. He just that motherfucker's like, what's the word? Um, prolific? No. Yeah, I was at a yeah. record store and I saw a newer record by him, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna pick this up. I'm not even going to listen to it. And I was like, ah, there was other stuff there that I wanted. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to give this a couple of listens, just Spotify it real quick. And I was yeah. not into it as much. Um, yeah. But yeah, I he kind like of for me and for Shanti, it's like some albums I really like and some albums I don't like, but take a little while to get into. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a hit or miss thing, but I feel like with an artist like him, uh, I'd much rather have like four or five albums that I fucking love, and he has like twelve albums. Then yeah. I'm like, oh, that's all right. Like at least he's yeah. producing enough shit where I can be like, well, that's good. Yeah. That sucks. This is my shit. This is not my shit. But you know, at least yeah. he's creating shit and doing stuff. Um, I was His gonna say al- also with uh, Prashanti on the Chili Peppers doing the backup vocals, I think uh, added yeah. a lot to their oh, sound, yeah. and which is really lacking in like. Uh, I'm with you. I think is that the one with the fly on the cover? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah totally. And I didn't. Even, I listened to like two tracks off the new one. I was like, don't. Even so boring, shit. dude. They're like U2 now. They're like that's grandpa music now. And, and no, I mean, I'm just kidding. Like, I mean, it's like yeah, it's like getting to that point of like what our adult contemporary is now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. And um, I mean that's fine. Like whatever. I'm sure there's fucking like. Dave Matthews fucking college boys out there fucking love that shit. Um, yeah, probably. Like, you Did know, you hear I, the new Chili Peppers album, bro? Yeah, it's just like, I gotta have that Frusciante styling, <laughs> man. Like, that's why... Well, they're I hazing somebody at Yale. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just don't feel like their guitarist on the new records has that flavor. Or yeah. styling. Like, Definitely. he hasn't come into his own yet. I don't think he's that's bad. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I don't think he's a bad guitarist. I think, like, to stay with, like... To play along with Flea, you have to be somewhat good. Huh. You know? It's like, like when Metallica got new bass player. Yeah. it's, Dude, I, fuck that. I hate that new bass player so much. <laughs> like, I just don't think his, like, styling meets, mixes no well fun. with, like, what like what Metallica is, yeah. you know? Death Magnetic was a pretty fun album, though. I will yeah. give it that. It was fun, but it's just, like, I don't know, man. Whatever. But, um... <laughs> 
Frashanti is God. Frashanti, he has said this, he's um, stated this numerous times in his lyrics. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking John Frashanti. Yeah, he's like, Jesus was supposed to come down and like heal everybody and save the planet or whatever, but then he just picked up a guitar and started yeah. making music and doing heroin. God came down and went... <laughs> That's that's my that's my fan theory. John Frusciante is the true living embodiment of Jesus Christ. He just he just kind of got more into music than anything else. Anything else, yeah. (laughs) But he saved me. I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's okay. That's what this is what this podcast is, right? (laughs) I'm not ready to touch the doll yet. (laughs) Can we have more ice cream? Stephens went to a dark place. <laughs> I was born in a dark place. My main, a vagina. Uh, my main contribution to this conversation about Red Hot Chili Peppers could be... I've, I don't think I've ever met a Japanese person that doesn't like, doesn't like them. <laughs> it seems like they all like them. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Because the name's so long, right? It's kind of hard to say in Japanese. They call, the them, they call them Lechiri. Lechiri? Lechiri. Oh, like red chili? Yeah. Lechiri, that's awesome. Lechiri. They don't even fill in, finish up the uh, last Lechiri. part. They, I mean, if they said it fully, it'd be Leto Hoto Chiri Peppers. Leto so, Hoto Chiri Peppers. So, <laughs> sounds so good. It sounds so. It sounds say it good again. Say it in English. Leto <laughs> Hoto Chiri Peppers. <laughs> ah, yes. I say tool in Japanese. Tsuru. <laughs> Tsuru. There's no Fuck like, yes. there's no two sound. It's always tsu, the T S U. Okay, Tsuru. Russian circles go, Andrew. Lashan sakuruzu, sakuruzu. So what is that? What you're speaking? What is that called? Katakana. Like, it's ja- like it's just how it's. Katakana. Okay. In Japanese, they don't separate. The, it's how they the interpret. Vowel. They the... don't. They don't separate this consonant from the vowel. There's no like S by itself. It's always S A S U S S H I. So, except for N, which is uh, like that. Yeah. That's the only consonant that's on its own. Mm. Fucking awesome. So that's why you have like Peppa Zu, because there's no, nothing ends with just S. It's oh, it's, it's a S-U, Peppa or a, Z, a Z-U in this case, I guess. Uh, everyone listening to Superhouse Podcast, you just got schooled. Yeah, so there you go. You just, you just got bushed. And they always, they always like shorten... Like everything gets shortened because it's so long if they say it, you know, in their in Japanese. So, what was it? Let lecha lechiri, lechiri, lechiri. Say John Frusciante. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it would just be John Frusciante, right? It'd be close. John Frusciante. John Frusciante. <laughs> Introducing. <laughs> how 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 fluent are you? I don't know, man. I've been asked this a lot. I, like, conversational. Like, I don't know. Yeah. If it's so like, a, think, if it's like, so... a, if it's like a technical conversation, I won't know what's going on. And there's, of course, there's expressions that I don't know. Like, there's so many expressions in English, you know. Like, think about yeah. like, son of a gun, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, everybody knows that, but nobody says that that often. Right. And there's uh, a... <laughs> what so. So when you go to like the meetups and stuff like Japan meetups you do, that's is it like having conversation and keeping that in practice or something? Yeah, that's why I go to keep it up. That's cool. That's awesome. So do you, so is your girlfriend she speak English and Japanese yeah. or just yeah? Okay. Yeah. She's she speaks both. Nice. <laughs> she's gotten a lot better. When we first met, she was she just moved here, so Oh shit, boy. Yeah, she was trying uh nice. So you're helping just, her out. Yeah, she learned how to say dope. She knew, she learned what dope was recently, and she's been saying, that's dope. That's dope. Yes, you got a winner. How, <laughs> how do you say that that's in a, katakana? Andrew, Andrew, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, no. that's adorable. That's, that, Andrew, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, she's, oh, my God, dude. Andrew, do you, I need to ask, does she listen to Superhouse Podcasts? She has, like, once, but not. We'll be talking about pussies on here. <laughs> oh, yeah, she just. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's like over it. <laughs> nice. I I think most most women probably would be. But she does. She did like playing Broforce. 
Yeah, I remember that was when we logged off and she was just like in your room the entire time. I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What is Broforce? That game, like an 80s action 2D platform. Oh, okay. She liked Broforce. that one all right. But, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. She'll watch me play. Is she a fan of Doom? I don't think she's seen me play that one yet. Oh. No, she has. She has. But she was she was busy doing some shit, emailing somebody or something. I don't know. She. I don't think she's like a huge fan of it. Oh. <laughs> she might like yeah, No like, Man's Sky Bushes a little bit. Love life. What's cool? I don't know how much we're gonna say about this, but she she'll go to like all the movies. Like she saw Star Trek with me and Jeremy and Joey, and she saw Suicide Squad, all the comic book shit. Like yeah. she's she's there every time, which is yeah. cool. I don't. She doesn't like love it. It's not her thing. She did like Jessica Jones a lot. Cool. But uh, you know, she'll she'll go and see it. She'll go and see whatever. So that's that's what that's what's been really cool about it. I also get like whenever I'm dating someone, they're like, Why do you want to go see these shitty comic book movies? I'm like Alright, so Deal breaker. Explain, this is not gonna last long. Let me explain this to you. As a small I'll be blunt too. Maddie, <laughs> these comic books and I opened them and I went, This shit's amazing. It'd be so good to see this on the big screen. And now I can see it. And they're like, I don't get it. I'm like, uh, fuck. Yeah. You know, like, like, yeah I can't explain, like, growing up reading comics and, like, getting into that, like, culture of, like, what comics is. And, like, that's the only reason I went to art school is because of fucking comics, man. Like, anything yeah. I drew was based off, like, I drew Batman. I drew Ninja Turtles. Like, it was either an animated show or fucking comic books. So, like, to see this on the big screen acted out by actors, which I like... It's like, it's like the fucking dream, man. It's like it's two like of your, it's two of your favorite things coming together. And it's like to coming to life to someone who doesn't get it. Yeah. Like hardest thing in the world. Well, it's, it's, the... it's like you can watch Avengers one or any of the Captain American movies or you know the Iron Man movies or whatever, or Guardians. Like all the good, just put in your mind all the really good Marvel films, right? Yeah. I have to explain why that's good to you. <laughs> like that, I shouldn't be having to do that. Yeah, they just what did. Andrew's basically put it down to is deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, like she, it's... she, uh, she liked uh, Civil War too. Um, yeah, she, she likes the good ones. Yeah. Just marry her, Andrew. <laughs> I to, yeah. yeah, I go to the movies alone. I, I took this girl to Ghostbusters because I thought that would be kind of like a cool like movie with the girl, you know. But she was, like, so bored out of her mind, like, writhing around in her seat, like, looking at me. What, X-Men like, this... Apocalypse? No, this is Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Yeah. I figured, she I was figured so... that might sell. She was so uninterested, and she was trying to talk to me throughout the movie, like, flirt with me and shit. And I was just like... I mean, That's that... Yeah, I was just like, I was just like, we're at a movie. Like, you can't enjoy the movie. You gotta... Like, she wasn't even being that flirty. She was just being, like, inconvenienced, really. Like, it just Thing was is... not a... Goodbye. I have so, sorry, I have so embedded no. myself into my own groups, I forget yeah. what normal people are like. So, <laughs> like, I was I was actually in this, I was in a Lyft ride, you know, like uh -huh. Uber, and it was a, one of those ones was like a group thing, and there was some, it was a dude oh, in the front. Oh, weird. There was a dude in the front, and then the driver, I was in the back. And yeah. they were already in this conversation about, like, yeah, my friend, like, He's a stand-up comedian, but he likes to talk about comics and the comic book movies a lot. And his, his opinions are just so long. I don't even know how he does it. You know? And I was like, oh, this is what other people are like. Yeah. Right. All right. I see. You, you know? Mean. Yeah. They're, no, yeah, they're the worst, dude. I, I work in... <laughs> I, other people are the worst. I work, the I work, the worst. I work I in a brunch... I work in a brunch restaurant. It's a pretty great restaurant. I love it. Um, but... Some you know, and you get all different types. Like our main clientele are usually pretty cool, like down to earth, cool people, like a cool place to be, low key. Um, but then you just get those run of the mill, like normal type of people who are just like the look on their face is just so. This is kind of like my my personal crusade, um, is to bring awareness to this type of like normalcy, like like what Andrew was saying. So like in the restaurant, um, you end up. I don't know. You end up running into people who are talking about things like what we we're talking about, like the bros who still listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers or whatever. Like it's such a, a totally different world outside of the things like we talk about, what I think about, 
the shit that I'm interested in, which is like, you know, like I, like I go to the movies by myself most of the time, you know, because when I do take somebody to the movies like Ghostbusters or whatever, it's like a, it's like a, it's not working out. It's like a, not a good vibe or whatever. Like, um, I have a lot of people that I could go to the movies. You'd with think with the all female cast, that would have kind of helped. Right. It would have. Yeah. She seemed interested or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. It was weird. She was kind of a weird chick to be honest. She's cool, but weird. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I guess what I was getting at was, I forgot. Too much well, the weed. thing Sorry. with my with my GF, you know, she'll yeah. watch the stuff, but she'll like it in her own way. Like, right. like with Stranger Things, she was really into that. I should maybe wait till Maddie gets back. Oh, yes. yeah, you are here. Okay, um, <laughs> because like the kids are just cute, you know. They're, yeah, <laughs> and that's that's something that like I'm being kind of stereotypical, but that's something women, you know, kind of maybe more right. attracted to cuteness, and uh, right. That was like a big Seriously. factor for her, and like Spider Man from Civil War, like cute and funny, you know, like yeah, stuff like that. So it's interesting to see like they'll they'll like the same thing, but for kind of different reasons. Different reasons, yeah. I think, but then and then wait, what we're talking about normal people? That's what we're talking about. I'm sorry, I I, I, I went on a tangent. I do that all the time. Yeah. I don't know why I do that. I do it too, obviously, and smoke too much weed and can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> I don't even smoke them. But yeah, weed. some. Sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes like I'll be, I'll be talking about something I'm really passionate about and then you just, I don't know, there's just like that mainstream kind of attitude towards media and entertainment or just, it, it's such a huge part of my life, like television shows and movies and music and it's the ways I've found like the joy of life and my experiences have re been reflective of here's, that. Here's another thing as a film major, and Stefan, you will know this, yeah. okay? This yeah. is, this, I'm entering a rant time right now, but hopefully it won't All be right. that long. Yes, this, I think but, this is exactly what I'm getting to. Oh, when I, when I say when I say something about like a movie's pacing or... Uh -huh. I won't even go as far as lighting, but maybe sometimes lighting or yeah. st even story. Like I'll be say something a little bit more than it was good or it was bad. People yes. and people. These are people that I'm talking to that I know. They know me. Yeah. They know me my whole life. They know where I went to college, what I studied in. Right. And it's like, how do you know this much? Right. Like, it's like talking. It's to like brick wall. It's like. <laughs> so I went to college for this bitch. Yeah. You know what, you think I learned nothing for four fucking years? Right. I feel like exactly. I feel like you. It's like it's like going to a doctor and being like, like if if a doctor said like something a little bit more than like take Tylenol, you'd be like, would you be like, how do you know all this stuff? Right. Right. It's like, exactly. Motherfucker, don't you think call it? Ah, just just it, kill me already. No, it 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 pisses me off. No, I think I. That's exactly what. Yeah, it's. It's when, you know, it's like, how do you not have, I don't know, maybe it's just like the type of people we are and the things that we like, yeah, for sure, and the groups that we embed ourselves in. But, you know, it's like when I talk to the normal type of people who say shit like that, when you get the blank stares when you're describing something, yeah. when you get like the really rudimentary kind of like questioning about the thing you're talking about. Yeah. Like all day, all day I'm talking about No Man's Sky with, 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 with so many people that don't even play video games. And some of them I'm actually captivating their attention um, because, you know, that's just me. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I'm good, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> but the, you know, the people who I'd say, I don't know, when you bring stuff up, or sometimes with me, it's like when I, when I have a joke. Like, you know, I don't think I'm like the funniest person ever, but I think I have a pretty good sense of humor, especially when I'm being goofy or some shit at work and like mistake something or almost trip or something. Those people that are just like blank stare when I'm obviously trying to joke with them to alleviate the icebreaker kind of tension of not knowing who the fuck those people are and like where, you know, they don't know me from anything. I'm just some fucking server to them. You know what I mean? Like when I come into clashes of those type of perspectives of that normalcy, it brings up an issue of awareness that is not there. And I rant about this with like movies and video games and shit. It's not the most important thing in the world, but it's like, it's the storytelling. It's like communication and it's like you know how do you not know about that shit everybody's talking about it but i guess it's just a testament to how many people there are and how many fucking squares there are too many it's like you'll be talking to him and like you you don't know the 69 yeah. percent drop yeah. that happened with suicide squad at the box office this weekend <laughs> yeah don't you know what shit what the fuck is wrong with you Wake you're up. not you're not following no. this 
No, so here's a here's a prime example. There's a person I've become friends with on Facebook recently. I don't really know them. It's like a regular at our restaurant, so you kind of end up doing those kind of niceties because it's nice, you know, it's friendly. But this one guy, he has a picture of the Suicide Squad ad billboard on his um, Facebook. He posts it, and it's just like, how weird this guy in this poster looks exactly like me. Even friends say so for some movie called The Suicide Squad. You know, it reads exact, <laughs> you know, it sounded in my head exactly the, that way when I read it. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you not know that this movie is called Suicide Squad, not The Suicide Squad? Like, that's a minor irritation, but it's just, it reflects of that, like, you know, like, how don't you know shit? Like, it doesn't have to be movies, it doesn't have to be music, it doesn't have to be anything, but, like, how do you not know shit about anything? How is that possible for a person? And you living, going through your life, and, you know, like, I don't know. This su- is like what I'm... sucks, too, is, like, with, <laughs> it's, it's not like a, it's not a niche art form. It's one of the most spread art forms of all right. time. Everybody watches movies. Not everybody goes to art galleries. Not everybody subscribes yeah. to Juxtapose, if it's still a fucking Actually, round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, about... move, everybody watches a movie, so you have, like, the full spectrum of fans. You know, you have, like, the yeah. super art school motherfuckers like us, and then you have this other one where they... Maybe go see yeah. Finding Dory yeah. with their kids once a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's this... And then everybody in between, you know? And I think that's one of the things that, like, kind of defines movies in a way. That was beautiful, man. All right, y'all. You made it down to three or four. You got one more to go. Here we go now. Hey, yeah, 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 boy.